Hello, and welcome to the Von Gehr Consulting Group's podcast. This episode, we're going to talk about business teams, building better teams, and customer service. With 90 days, give or take, left in 2010, depending on the nature of your business and your goals, there's still enough time to reach the success that you want to have. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. business to be successful needs to have customers, needs to have relationships with those customers, needs to have vendors, needs to have a team of individuals that work seamlessly together in one effort, achieving financial success and the goals of the organization. Basically put, no man can be an island and neither can a business. It needs to have connections to the community in which it operates in. And so with that, you have to have a top-notch business team. Now, I've recently discovered a wonderful new series on the Discovery Channel called Surviving the Cut. The series is about the young men who sign up to be members of the special warfare uh, teams of the United States Armed Services. And as you will see when you watch the series, is that this training is tough, brutal, and pushes each individual to a breaking point. But what's really neat, and what's not obvious in the beginning of each sort of class or that goes through their different rotations, is that for each member to be successful, for each man to be successful, he has to lead and follows his, follow his peers. He has to build a team and the team has to work together because no one can complete the mission by themselves. Now you're probably saying, great, what does a special warfare television show have to do with my business? That's an excellent question. And the answer is it has to do a lot. Not that your guys are gonna go out there and crawl in the mud or run an obstacle course, but they have to operate as a team to be successful. So take a look at your business, whether you're an owner of one or a leader in one, look at all the people that are involved in making your business a success. On the face of things, that based on the job descriptions of what you have for your business, each individual and the skills that they bring to your team, they play an important role. The key differentiating factor between a business that just survives day to day and one that thrives is how well those individuals and those skill sets work together as a team. Everyone, including yourself, must acknowledge and believe that they can only succeed if they help their partners in the business succeed, their colleagues and their teammates. And that's what's taught at the Special Warfare School. Yeah, sure, you may not like Joe, Joe may not like Jim, Jim may not like, you know, Bill, but they have to work together in order to achieve the mission. The same has to be true for your business. You must work together. Only teams that are aligned to the successes of each other will succeed. The success of the individual is built on having confidence in themselves, the willpower to overcome a desire to quit, and a loyalty to the other team members to never let them down. In the end, it's about getting the team to succeed. Your business has one mission in life, profitability. No one starts a business or joins a company seeking to be mediocre or declare bankruptcy. Now, while profitability is the goal, many businesses do not create that year in and year out, and many do not survive the cut. The primary reason being the business is a team in name only, but acts like a collection of individuals. Does your business act like a collection of individuals or does your business have a team? A team that is a collection of individuals unfocused and not aligned will score some victories. They'll win a couple times, but they'll have more failures than they will have victories. And that's a recipe for disaster, not only in the special operations field where failure means death, but in the business world where your business means bankruptcy and debt. 
Now, whether you're building a business team from scratch, you've been promoted to a leadership position, or you're deciding to lead your own your business in a new direction, you must build what's called an esprit de corps. That is a spirit of the team that only the team possesses. It's a unique bond, a unique nature that everyone knows can what each other individual can do and cannot do. It's an esprit de corps. Now, of course, you're not gonna have your interviewees wrestle each other or hear your employees crawl through the mud and become sleep deprived in order to become members of your team. What you can learn from the interview process of the special warfare school, though, is that it builds a common experience in everyone who survives. And that's the most important thing building a common experience that allows individuals who join your organization to tightly get to know each other even better, know the strengths and weaknesses of other members of the teams, building a common experience. They all, in essence, have to suffer something alike, and they all have to be tested to the limits, and they don't quit. You must build your team, again, around those similar experiences. They, too, must share a common struggle or at least a test of effort that binds them to a common thread. Without this shared experience that tests them as individuals, your teams will have a difficult time helping each other succeed. They simply do not know what each other is made of and therefore have no common bond because neither of them have struggled uniquely together to build a common bond. Without breaking laws or sending your business team into a rager school, here are some things you can do to build an esprit de corps in your business. Make the interview process tough. That's the first thing. To be successful in business, you must always adhere to the rule that twice as long to hire as it is to fire. Your open positions are better off remaining open than having a bad hire. It's just the nature of it, the way things are. Bad hires can be anywhere from 50 or to more to one and increase cost. Everyone who joins your team should have the same experience interviewing with you. The questions should be tough, the process should be long, and the testing to get in rigorous. Getting hired is a badge of honor that they all share together. That's their first hurdle to build a, a common experience. Second, praise individual effort, reward teamwork. Individuals who shine in your company should be praised with awards, recognition, and promotions. Their efforts to make your business successful should not go unnoticed, it makes sense. The largest and lavish of all rewards though should be given to the team only. Plaques certificates are one thing, but everyone loves being sent to a destination and or pampered by their organization. By giving the most lavish rewards to the entire team, if they meet their goals, will inspire everyone to work together and as well build a common bond to achieve that goal. Three, create real team building exercises. Golf is not a team building exercise. In fact, most sports are not really good team building exercises, unless your entire business team is athletic, are just not good. And the reason being is because not everybody feels comfortable playing them. And there's only usually typically people who want to, you know, shine in those events. You need to pick an exercise that takes everyone out of his or her comfort zone, tests their limits, and makes them work together to succeed. Almost like an outward bounds type of adventure. Do something that's uniquely different that no one else has ability to be a ringer in so that everyone has to learn to work together to succeed and focus the team on common goals. Everyone has his or her own individual goals and those are fine. Some seek financial success, some want to own things, some want to get promoted, some want to start their own business possibly. Those goals are individual in nature and in most cases can only be achieved though if the entire team is successful. You must align those individual goals with the goals of the team with one caveat. The team goals are supreme to the individual goals. So, making the interview process tough, 
praising the individual, but rewarding the team, creating a real team building exercises, not golf, and focusing the team on common goals that they can share together will build a stronger esprit de corps that you typically can't get without, of course, going through an obstacle course. Now, the one defining attribute sought after by businesses seeking leaders is if they can build a successful team. The four steps mentioned above will help you get there in terms of creating an esprit de corps and a common experience for your team. This builds a strong foundation for you, your team, and of course, your business. customer service. Those two dreaded words out there in the business world. If you're a customer, it seems to be lacking. You can't get any of it anywhere. It's just not around. And, or if you're a business, well, your customers expect a lot and it's never good enough. What are you to do? Well, as a business, let's take a step back. Where does your customer service begin and where does it end? And how far does it reach? And if you're a customer, well, are your demands really that reasonable or are they unreasonable? That whole latter part is a whole other conversation for another time. Let's focus on your business. How far does your customer service reach? This is important because if you're not aware of it, your customers are basically looking for customer service now 24 seven. They're online. This applies to global organizations as well as the shop owner down the street. Your store hours are only one means of interaction. And if you're talking to customer services when a customer comes and either calls your call center or talks to an employee face-to-face, -face, well, let's face it, that's not gonna cut it. You need to be part of that 24-hour, seven-day-a-week business cycle. Now, in order to have your customer service part of that cycle, your customer service plan should detail how your employees and even your customers, how you're gonna provide service whether you're gonna provide service through your store hours, through phone, through social media, through your website. Whatever it has to be, it has to be interactive. And you have to build a plan of what your expectations are for customer service to your employees, as well as to your customers. Basically what's acceptable and what's not. Are you gonna be in Nordstrom's or Four Seasons where you pamper to every whim, get down on bended knee, and hold the hands and walk them through slowly through every little piece of your business? Or are you gonna be like Southwest, no frills? You get a seat, you get a ticket, set your butt down, here's some peanuts. What is your customer service going to be? And most importantly, once you decide that and you train your employees about it, and you even have to train your customers a little bit about it, then you have to inspect what you expect of your customer service. So, you get a plan in place. The next step is, what are the tools you're going to use? You've got your people, You've got phone, you got email, you got email blasts, you got regular mail, you got a website. Basically, those are the basics now of being in business. What about social media? Now, I'm not just talking about Facebook and Twitter. There are blogs. Are you going to blog about stuff? YouTube videos, Foursquare, Skype, the list goes on and on. These tools are additional means to reach out and provide service to your customers. Now, some of them are interactive and some of them are not but it's still providing services, providing information because customers who are online all the time are consuming content to learn and educate themselves before they make a purchase. 
People who are very close to me, who I know very well, will research endlessly online before making a buying decision. And honestly, they hardly ever go to the store anymore to make that buying decision. They buy things online. So they're reading someone else's opinion. They're reading input and reviews from other people. Is your business not part of that? It needs to be because that's customer service. Someone else servicing your customer and helping them make a decision. And if it's not you, you're losing a sale. Now, if you notice one thing I'm talking about when it comes to social media and all this different engagement, I'm not talking about advertising. Advertising, and that's a whole other debate for another time, is not customer service. Yes, it may educate. Yes, it may provide a solution to some needs, but it's not interactive, it's not engagement, and it does not build relationships between you and your customer. Now, I mentioned social media, I mentioned email, I mentioned a website, and I mentioned the telephone. Those are tools for engaging your customers in a customer service perspective. Those tools are going to, going to change. There's always gonna be something new on the horizon. There's gonna be the next new MySpace. There'll be the next new whatever it's called. Maybe that's a new website, whatever it's called. Um, but the engagement factor, engagement is forever. Five years from now or shorter, as I said, there'll be something new that's gonna revolutionize how businesses are going to interact online. Again, the tools are always gonna change. What is constant is the engagement your business has with its customers. That engagement builds a relationship of trust, increases the depth of emotion, and reciprocity between you and your customer. Customer service, which is value delivered correctly, builds a cycle of wealth for all parties involved. Wealth for your business. You fulfill the need for your customer. They become wealthier because they have a problem solved. It's a cycle of trust. Use the tools available now to maintain a level of engagement with your customer service that is envied by your competition. Embrace whatever means available to increase the depth and bonds of your customer relationships. Whatever can increase that circle of wealth between you and your customer, embrace it and use it. If you have a customer service that seeks to engage and understand, then there will be no limit to its reach. There will be no limit to the tools used to achieve the success. There will be no end to your commitment or level of service. Once a client or prospect experiences your service, it'll always have an influence on them and your business will grow. So again, how far is your customer service reach? Does it start when the person walks to the door or have you already engaged them before they even know you exist? These are important questions. Customer service never ends. Well, that concludes another episode of the Von Gehr Consulting Group's podcast. You can find us online at www.vongehrconsulting.com. That's V-O-N-G-E-H-R consulting.com. We even have a Facebook fan page, Von Gehr CG Lions. And hey, you can find us on Twitter, Von Gehr CG. Until next time, be successful, make wonderful teams, and reach out and engage your customers. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.